Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my Taste Buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Welcome to Baldhead Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life, featuring the expository story preaching of Dr. John Katzian. Baldhead Bible Podcast is committed to keeping our show free to the public. However, as with everything, there are expenses involved, so if you would like to contribute, head on over to patreon.com. That's patreon.com forward slash baldhead Bible. And there you can become a supporting member for as low as $1 a month. While there, please check out some of the bonus material available only to our BHBP supporters. And some of that material includes Bible study guides to help you use the podcast to minister to your children, to minister in a Sunday school class, and to have some quality family devotions. King Ahab sat on his throne. He probably stretched and adjusted his crown a little bit. And he looks over at his throne room and he sees a picture of his dad, King Omri, and it says the most evil king ever. <laughs> Ahab thinks to himself, no way. I'm worse. And he looks over to his right and he sees his beautiful new princess bride, Jezebel. And he thinks, it's because of her. I went even worse than my dad. See, last week we learned about King Omri and these five other kings of northern Israel who did evil continuously in the eyes of the Lord. And we ended with King Omri, who it was said of him, right? That no other king had done worse than King Omri. He did more evil than all who were before him. <laughs> Omri was probably proud of that. He ruled for 12 years, and then he dies, and then his son, King Ahab, takes over. And if you think that Omri was the goat, the greatest of all time in evil, the goatee, we'll call him, the greatest of all time in evil, no. Because you've just met the goatee of goatees. Yes, his name is Ahab. And it says in the Bible that he did evil in the Lord's sight more than all who were before him. So Omri took it to the next level. But then that wasn't good enough for King Ahab. He's like, I want to make this worse. I want to be the most evil king of all time. And it says there in 1 Kings chapter 16 that he followed in the steps of Jeroboam. The great sin of Jeroboam, getting people to follow other gods but Yahweh. Well, King Ahab did that and he did that to one of the greatest degrees. But then it says there in 1 Kings that he treated that sin as if it was trivial. As if it wasn't enough. 
Because then he took it to the next level. And you know what that was? He looks over to the right. Or maybe it was to the left. Wherever you put your queen. And he looks over. And he smiles at the beautiful visage of Queen Jezebel. He took it to the utmost degree of evil when he married Jezebel. Now, Jezebel in the Bible is pretty much the most evil princess queen in the whole of Scripture. This woman takes it to the worst degree possible in terms of evil. And Ahab sought her out and married her. Because it seems like Ahab chose to marry Jezebel. I mean, back then, if you were a king, sometimes you would marry lots of wives to make political alliances. Well, it seems here that Ahab chose Jezebel. He, he chose this woman. Now, And the other interesting thing is, who is this Jezebel? Well, she is the daughter of Athbaal, king of the Sidonians. Well, Athbaal, that's a sort of odd name. And king of the Sidonians, that sounds sort of cool. What's a Sidonian? Well, they're from Phoenicia. And they're basically on the coast of the Mediterranean Sea. And there's a part of Israel, right, that, that, that butts up to the Mediterranean Sea. And the people of the sea, the Phoenicians, came and they started to invade that area. And they started to take it over. And remember the Philistines? Well, they were some of those people. They were a thorn in the side of Israel. Well, eventually they build this city called Tyre. And there, the Sidonians, led by Ethbaal, started to take hold. Well, Ethbaal was the king of the Sidonians. He's not a Jew. And Ahab, by choosing to marry a woman who is not a Jew, is just shaking his fist in the face of God. You want us to marry within the tribe, within our ethnic group? I don't care, God. And he shakes his fist at God. I'm going to go and marry somebody else. Well, he goes to the most pagan of pagan countries. Because they didn't worship Yahweh. No. They worshipped Baal. It's even in the name of the king, right? They worshipped Baal. Now, who was Baal? Baal, B-A-A-L, Baal was a storm god of the ancient Near East, of all these Canaanite tribes. And Baal took various forms, but generally, Baal basically looked like a bull, a tough bull. And he was a storm cloud god that controlled the rain. When it rained, the people in the ancient Near East loved it. Yay! Why? Because when it rained, that means my crops grow. And, and if my God controls the rain, that means I owe him everything. And so they started to build up these worships of Baal to try to get it to rain so that Baal would provide for their needs. They've even found centers of Baal worship that had child sacrifice involved in it. Well, he also had a goddess, Baal did, and her name was Asherah. And they would build these poles to Asherah. And they would carve these images on there to worship Asherah. And so they would build these shrines and these centers to Baal and Asherah. Well, they started to pop up all over Phoenicia. And Athbaal led his country in the worship of Baal. And his daughter Jezebel 
She was a rock star in the Bale world. She loved Bale. And she had tattoos about Bale and tattoos about Ashra. And she had all the clothes and listened to all the music. And she was on Team Bale. She had t-shirts, clothes. She was a fan hardcore of Bale. And I think Ahab knew that. And he marries her. And together, Ahab... And Jezebel come back to northern Israel and they say, listen, we're going to stop worshiping Yahweh in any form and we're going to go hardcore for Baal. Yeah, woo! and Jezebel led the way. Later on, we're going to find out that Jezebel killed hundreds of prophets of Yahweh. And she established centers of Baal worship along with King Ahab. This is where it says that King Ahab's evil was so bad that it made the previous evil seem trivial. Northern Israel was supposed to be devoted to the one true God, Yahweh. Well, here comes Ahab and Jezebel, and they establish a temple to Baal right there in the middle of Samaria. And then they build their own massive Asherah pole right there in the middle of the capital of northern Israel. So everybody knows northern Israel is worshiping Baal and Asherah. Whoo! And King Ahab and Jezebel high five. They did it. They took control. And it says that Ahab did more to anger the Lord God of Israel than all of the kings who were before him. I mean, this is bad. And as an example of how bad things are, do you remember the city called Jericho? The Israelites marched around it and then the walls collapsed. But Joshua said, Joshua 6.26 Cursed before the Lord be the man who rises up and rebuilds the city Jericho. At the cost of his firstborn shall he lay its foundation, and at the cost of his youngest son shall he set up its gates. Well, this curse, the people of Israel knew about it. This this oath before the Lord saying, you can't rebuild Jericho. It was a bad place. We are not going to rebuild this. If you do... Your firstborn's going to die. And then later on when you complete it and build a gate saying, I have completed building Jericho, your youngest is going to die. Well, this oath, this curse, everybody knew about it. But in King Ahab's day, we finally meet a guy who doesn't care. And he's just going to do what he's going to do. And I don't care what it does to my family. I'm going to do what I want to do. And his name is Hiel the Bethelite. And he starts to rebuild Jericho. Well, he lays the foundations. And guess what? His firstborn son, Abiram, dies. And then he keeps building. And maybe he just doesn't care and keeps having other kids. And he finally builds all the walls till he gets to the final thing, the gate. Jericho is complete. And then his youngest son, Segub. I think number one, he gave him a terrible name of Segub. But anyway, his youngest son, Segub, dies. And I wonder if Hyle just didn't care. I'm going to rebuild Jericho. 
And yeah, I know Yahweh cursed it, and it's true, I, I lost my oldest and my youngest, but I'm going to do what I want to do, because I want to do it. You know, I work with young people at our church, and it's amazing to me how many parents seem to live that out. They're going to carry on in some addictive path. No matter what it does to hurt their family, they don't care. They're going to pursue some illicit affair. Hey, I don't care what it does to my family and my children and their future. I'm going to do what I want to do because it's all about me. So many parents make choices that ultimately destroy their children. They're acting like Heil because they're leaving them with a future and a shattered family that these kids have to work through. And I just want to encourage you, if you're a parent and you're heading down some self-absorbed path, stop. How is what you're doing impacting your kids? Think. Well, northern Israel had gotten so far away from God under the leadership of King Ahab. He reigned for 22 years and led northern Israel in the worship of Baal and far away from the one true God, Yahweh, their covenant-keeping, loving God. Well, God says enough. He says, I'm going to make a statement. And I'm going to do a great thing. And Ahab is sitting in his throne room, thinking everything's great. Looking at his beautiful wife, Jezebel. Thinking about all that they've accomplished and things are just going wonderful, worshiping their god Baal, when I can hear it thump, clunk, thump. Ahab's like, what's that noise in my palace? What do I hear? Clunk, clunk. And then all of a sudden, boom, tsh, the throne room doors burst open. And he sees a farmer. And King Ahab, he starts to smell. Man, what is that? I think that's, that's that guy. Who, oh, you smell like manure. Who are you? And in walks this man. Walks up to the front. And I wonder if King Ahab's thinking, hey, guards, grab him. They're just standing there. Why aren't they doing anything? And he walks right up to the throne and he puts his finger right in the nose of King Ahab and he pushes his bony finger in even further. And this man then says to King Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel lives, in whose presence I stand, there will be no dew or rain during these years except by my command. <laughs> Pushes his nose in twice just for emphasis. Then the man lets go, turns around, and he walks away. And Ahab looks at his wife Jezebel. Sits there in stunned silence. And he looks at the guards who maybe don't even know what just happened. Or maybe they're knocked down on the ground. And King Ahab stands up and he says, Who was that man? Well, if you come back next week, we will find out who that man is. But I just want to encourage you. Do right by your family. 
Do right by your kids. Do right by your friends. If you're a big influencer, whether you're a kid with lots of friends, you're the most popular kid on the block, or whether you're a mom or a dad and you have influence over children and friends, and people follow you, lead them in paths of righteousness. If you say you love Jesus, lead them down paths where they should go. Don't be Ahab. Don't be Jezebel. Recommit your heart to say, I'm going to follow Yahweh. And to follow Yahweh means I have to put my faith and trust in Jesus. And I'm going to follow him all my days. Don't be Ahab. Don't be Jezebel. Instead, be the man that we're going to meet next week. Thank you for listening to Bald Head Bible Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. You can comment on our Facebook page or email us at baldheadbible at gmail.com. If you would like to support this podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash baldheadbible. Baldhead Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life. New episodes added every week.